Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Yeah, Jordy's an engineering guy. But he can back that shit, right? (laughs) So it's whatever. Energy from two planets away, away. coming in at two megahertz. (laughs) You know, he starts. he starts jamming on the techno babble shit. (laughs) You were protected from the temple way. (laughs) Silly shit. Like what the fuck? Uh, I always love that. We're somehow protected by the changes in the timeline. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Bitch, don't kill my vibe. <laughs> <laughs> that should be, every time you have like the, that, oh, dude, that'd be a great video to have. You know, every time you have some stupid techno babble bullshit that you have for Star Trek, that sounds like completely ludicrous. Then afterwards, you just have to bitch, don't kill my vibe. <laughs> bitch, don't kill my vibe. I can feel your energy from two parsecs away. <laughs> It must That's not Star Trek. That's Star Wars. Parsec. Is it Parsec? No, Parsec. Do they use Parsec? Parsec is a real is a term. Um, special. I mean, it's it's just a real term. Yeah, but I I couldn't remember. It must be. It's like somebody. We were talking. It must be blocking through the tachyons. Bitch, don't kill my vibe. Bitch, don't kill my vibe. Like we we were um we were talking about Star Trek one time at uh work, and this dude's like, oh yeah man, I've watched Star Trek and stuff. It'd be real cool if you had like a hyperdrive and I'm like, oh what? It's called a warp drive, mm-hmm. homie. You you crossing the streams today. Mm-hmm. You just get up, get up in his face and be like, bitch, you want to die? One of those where you're not <laughs> looking him in the eye, but you so close to him that you're staring at his shoulder <laughs> right. and shit. He's like, what, motherfucker? Pop off. Pop off. Oh, fuck, I don't give a fuck. It's like, oh, shit. <laughs> Say that again and you die. It's just going to be so quick and painless. Nobody even miss you. Say it one more again. <laughs> Say it one more yeah. <laughs> Turn it into Samuel Jackson from Pulp Fiction. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> uh, quoting the Bible and shit. <laughs> While you're holding it's a like, phaser. All right, all right. <laughs> calm down. <laughs> That's what somebody did with like Star Trek. They go, "Yeah, it'll be Kirk and Spock," and then Spock will be Samuel Jackson with the phaser pointed at, him, quoting a Bible verse. Because you know Tarantino is supposed to be like they're working on a Tarantino story. Oh, are they? Yeah, Tarantino pitches there. Now everybody's like, "It's gonna be. Lo- are you gonna be ready for an R-rated Star Trek?" And I'm like, "Shut the fuck up, people!" Shut the fuck up. 
they wouldn't make an R-rated Star If they did make an R-rated Star Trek, if they ever did, it would be something like Discovery. Yeah. Where it would be it would be that covert shit. Yeah. And it would be an offshoot. It wouldn't be the Enterprise. Right. Or anything like that. <laughs> and that would be completely okay. I'd be fine with that. Right. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, you have Spock. Say what again? <laughs> Say it one more time. <laughs> Say it with your chest, motherfucker. <laughs> Kirk, uh, and then you have Kirk being like, uh, they don't have the metric system, or they don't, they they have the metric system. They don't even know what a quarter pounder is. <laughs> so I know, maybe we should talk about this in the opening topic real quick. By the way, welcome to the yeah. Do you want me yeah. to introduce it yet? <laughs> welcome to the Lazy Geeks Podcast, our weekly podcast that discusses top news from the world of entertainment, gaming, comics, and technology. This is for the week of April 1st, 2018. Yes, we know we're a couple of days late, but who gives a shit? It's our show. I'm, yeah, <laughs> I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. So I was saying, I just got I just got cable. Mm-hmm. Okay. For the first and time I'm in li- how long? <laughs> um, you were living out here, four, weren't you? Four years. Oh, but it wasn't even yours when you were living out here, right? No. Yeah. And I had I had satellite for a little bit when I was when I moved back. Which is cable, the same thing. Right. But um yeah, it's been like four four years. Um so a lot's changed. Like this whole fucking it's basically like you got Netflix for current shit. Right. <laughs> right. You know, and I'm like, what the fuck? So I'm looking at it's called I have I'm gonna say it. And I know Steve's gonna laugh, but the cable company where I live is called Cox Communication. That's C O X. C O because you know Adam's okay. all about the cocks. That's that's, that's really right. all. It is. That's right. Listen, at this price, <laughs> <laughs> they could have threw a vagina in there too. Um, not, for <laughs> not for that price. Not for that price. So I'm sitting here and I, and and they're they're um they give they come in and they give me a, a DVR and it's got six tuners and I'm like the fuck why would I ever want to record six shows at once? And he goes, well, you you said you had a lot of kids. I'm like, Fuck my kids. <laughs> you know, they, they they ain't recording shit. They're just streaming it anyway. But whatever. Okay. That's another thing, too. If everything's on demand, why do I have to record it? There's there's mysteries that need to be solved here. <laughs> but um, their DVR, like, service bit is called Contour. I don't know why, but it's called Contour. Okay. So the thing that I found out, and he didn't even tell me this shit when he installed it. Motherfucker. Is I, can, I, I know. I can go to the website. Like on my phone or my computer, and I notice it says adding device, so there's probably a limit on how many devices can do it. But I can watch anything, like live TV, all that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, so you telling me I can take my phone to work, and I can watch my cable that I pay for? Yeah, that's that next level shit. See that stuff that makes it the cost feel less bad. Well, that's like, Direct TV has that too. No, I know, but I've never had that. <laughs> so now it's a thing. Now it's a thing. Now it's you officially see. a thing. That's right. So um, I'm looking at, so I was looking at the web, and this is a pretty simple website. It looks just like Netflix, really. Um, and I'm so, cycling through, and they got they got shows on here I've never even heard of. That That's how long it's been since I've watched regular TV. Like Shit, I watch log, regular TV, and I, there's still shows I'm like, you know what the I'm fuck saying? is that? <laughs> log Cabin Living. Mm. I'll watch. I'll watch that. Fuck it. Why not? You know, 
I have every channel. Of course. <laughs> what was that? Go- what was that meme that I sent you? It was like when you were a kid. God, mom watches fucking HGTV all day. Me as an yeah. adult. God damn, that concrete counter makes that kitchen pop. <laughs> <laughs> and then they have uh they have one thing where it's primetime shows by day. It was mm. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Right. And then they have a thing, TV collections, like premium previews, 2018's best new shows, crime and mystery, leading ladies, <laughs> medical dramas. Oh, and then they but the cool thing is, is I have all the movie channels. So if I go to search and I go HBO, oh, look, it's HBO. Oh, look, I can watch every fucking movie on HBO. Like Now you can get the HBO uh, HBO Go app, too. You know what I'm saying? So, oh, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. So um, he told me one thing that was fucking dope. And, and I'm probably talking about stuff that everybody already has. <laughs> and you guys are all like, what a fucking idiot. But... Um, you well, can that's what so happens when you live in the ghetto. <laughs> in the ghetto. <laughs> um, so if you go into the guide, right, mm-hmm. and you hover over something that's coming on, maybe in like an hour or two hours, whatever. It's like a movie. This is only on the movie channel. It, uh, a menu will pop up at the bottom, and you can just click watch now. So it's like hmm. I am the master of time. Time is not the master <laughs> of me. I can watch whatever the fuck you I are, want. You when are I want. a time lord, sir. That's right. And then I told him, can I do that with anything? <laughs> can I do that and with he life? Goes, <laughs> and he goes, no, it only works on the movie channels. I said, oh, that's some boo-boo shit. Now I'm fucking... He's like, well, I mean, if a show's live... I'm like, no, I know I know that, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> He's got like a... You getting smart with me? <laughs> He's probably sitting there going, the fuck has this guy been? This motherfucker... <laughs> And then it has on demand, but is on demand you have to pay for? Depends. It, it depends. If it's some obviously movie channels, no. But if it's like what used to be pay per view, they call it, kind of call that on demand now. Like Directv has it set up to where everything's on demand, but you see a dollar sign, that means it's you know cha-ching. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like huh. like Direct. We gonna ask you for that money? <laughs> it's like like Directv has this. If like you're in the middle of a show, and it'll say like, oh, just hit the the. The, you know, there's rewind and then there's like that double, that double rewind it says if you hit that, it'll start the movie from the beginning. Even if oh, you, okay. even if you missed it. So it basically kind of pulls it from on demand and kind of shows you and, and shows you the whole thing. So it's, it's cool stuff like that. And like direct TV has the one where, uh, cause I have it on my phone. Cause when I, um, when I was at work and sometimes like, Oh shit, that came on today. And then I go and set it up. Uh, I can actually set which DVR I want it to record on. So I can like set it and go like, oh, well, I know that one's going to record this. So I'll set it up in my room. Right. You know, and, and do all that shit. And yeah, it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, I know the on-demand stuff. It's like, but the thing is that the benefit about sometimes going on, you know, like on-demand versus, you know, binging it on a, on a site or something like that. It depends because sometimes on-demand only has a cur- the current series or only goes back a few episodes. It doesn't have everything. So sometimes, you know, if you go on Netflix and stuff like that, you can catch like, everything else well here's a good thing though so netflix is built into the cable box it doesn't even use the internet yeah it just goes over the cable That's so what, it's um, like what what do you call it um comcast is trying to do because they wanted to they they're like oh yeah you if you use our set box you can use netflix and not have it count against your you know because they'll data cap. that's going to be like 60 percent of their fucking data right is is netflix because people just leave that on mm-hmm. um but uh well, do you have a cap on your data not that I'm aware of. 
You get that first bill. Oh, excuse me? <laughs> no, they, they didn't. It, not one where they would charge me for Right. You know, so because they, ha- they would have to tell me that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you have two hundred fifty-three megabytes. <laughs> no, it's it's an unmetered. What do they call it? Unmetered. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure there is a like a soft cap, like where they're like, uh, you know, you've been using a lot of internet. <laughs> yeah, you know, it just it. There's a lot of shit on Pornhub. I just need <laughs> right, which is kind of why I was um I got cable anyway to kind of that too. Right. Um, because these kids just. A lot of times they just want it in the background. Oh, yeah. And ca- cable, you do that all day. Yeah. Yeah, and know? then you have, like, Disney, Disney it, it, X, you know, XD and Nickelodeon and, you know, all that shit. They, they, oh, and I also... They can have all that shit on the background. Got all the sports channels for baseball season, baby! <laughs> and I can sign up for a uh, Cox.net email. <laughs> I don't know why I would, but I Excuse can. Me, can I get a cockandballs.net email? Oh, <laughs> You know, for work. <laughs> You're being offensive, and I don't, I don't appreciate it. <laughs> that would be something you'd use on uh, at work. Listen, <laughs> my cable company might have a funny name, but they're still better than Comcast. Oh, jeez, <laughs> that's saying a I lot. I said, <laughs> I said Comcast when the guy was here, and he looked nervous, <laughs> like he didn't want to be associated with it. He's like, uh, uh like, hey, I'm, I, I'm, I'm not gonna like. You're, it's like he suddenly like, did I walk into a sting? <laughs> right. I brought up CenturyLink um, with the the other the first guy that came. Mm-hmm. And I go, I know you can't speak negatively about a competitor. He goes, no, I used to have CenturyLink. I'm a former customer, and I'll speak <laughs> negatively all day. He was so pissed. I was like, yeah, feel the anger inside of you. And you'll take your father's place at my side. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um, last week, Adam, uh, Adam introduced me to something and I said, I go, I go, dude, this, because he was having a rough day and somehow he came across this and I said, you know what, this should be your burial music. Like you're, because you know, it, even though eh, it's bagpipes, Scottish, but you know, who gives a it's shit? Close it's close enough. Who gives a shit really? Right. You know, so. I mean, some people give a shit, but I understand, <laughs> I, I appreciate your gesture <laughs> all the same. <laughs> So that's uh, that's actually a bagpipe cover, uh, Star Wars theme, uh, the Jedi Piper. 
uh it's actually a pretty cool video i like the way they they did it just bagpipes and a drum machine um a couple other uh it was like like four people i think in the video yeah, yeah. so it was pretty cool i dug it i was like oh, i gotta put that in the show <laughs> just, especially so just good a, do or do not there is no try <laughs> boom <laughs> and it's in the go ahead Oh, no, go ahead. Uh, and you can find the link for the YouTube page in the show notes, uh, either on your podcast app or at thelazygeeks.com. You can find that. Um, and keeping in that Star Wars theme, you finally saw The Last Jedi. Yeah, man, finally. <laughs> um, it was good. I, I, I enjoyed it. It was a, a visual feast, as the, all these Star Wars movies are ever since the 70s. Um, <laughs> it was, I, I thought... I, the. There's two things. There's only two things that that weren't negatives. They're just kind of like okay. Um, <laughs> one was the are we doing are we just spoilers? If you haven't yeah, seen it, you yet, haven't yeah. seen it by now. I mean, it just came out um, on Blu-ray. So if you haven't seen it by now, come on. Where Princess Leia, like all of a sudden, flew Mary, back to the ship like the Superman. Mary Poppins, the yeah, Mary Poppins I was like, bit. wait a minute, she's not the Force kid. Her brother is. <laughs> You no, know, she's supposed to. She's his twin, so she does. She's what do they call it? Sympathetic to the force, like she can feel. You know, but still, it was <laughs> rather convenient. <laughs> All of a sudden, she's just like, "Wow!" I'm like, "What? What's happening here?" But I'm like, "Whatever, Princess Leia, and that's fine." Um, the only and the other thing is, and this is just you know, just put it out here, and it goes from the other movie too. The uh, pilot and Finn love when they see each other. Like they're super friendly. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's going on. And hey, man, if they make it a thing, right on. I've noticed something about the Star Wars movie though. The new ones is is um the level of like that love that they show for each other is pretty high. Like yeah. every everybody, like uh, like Ray and and Finn especially, and and that pilot and Finn. Everybody loves Finn. It's but um, it's a very emotional movie. Yeah, you know, there's there's no there's no one being cold. Like everybody's pretty passionate about whatever the hell's going on, um, which is cool. It's it's interesting to see. But sometimes <laughs> you get that pilot. What's the pilot's name? I forget, like Roe or something uh, like that. Poe. Poe. Um, Poe and Finn. They're gonna be etching their fucking initials into a tree, <laughs> like. Like a lot of people were, some people, like this movie everybody was complaining about. Like they were complaining about why Kylo had to be shirtless in that one uh, scene. Because he's built. Let's keep it. We all know, dude. Well, Ryan Johnson said. He looked pretty good too. He used to be skinny. Yeah. Ryan Johnson said, he goes, he goes, I did it because in the scene you see, you know, I wanted people to, to know that they were visually seeing each other, not just hearing each other. Well, not only that, it kind of, it kind of made it, um. Because at first I was a little suspicious. No, even though he said he wasn't, I was suspicious that Kylo Ren was doing that force thing to mm-hmm. her. But then that scene kind of solidifies it that no, because it, it looks like he the motherfucker getting ready for bed. Yeah. You know what I mean? So and then when she looks away, like you know, <laughs> I mean, she, she he only didn't have a shirt on though. She'd be <laughs> a little sensitive, but <laughs> you know, it'd be funny if he like turned around and he had like a sock puppet. You <laughs> yeah. <know? laughs> He's just stark ass naked, <laughs> squat. He's just like, "What up?" You have him looking, going, "Oh, I was just about ready for bed." <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you can touch it. Maybe you can force touch this thing. 
would you care to join me? <laughs> <laughs> but um, dude, my favorite scene in that was when um, uh, the the, the oh, I can't remember her name, but the the one chick when she went into hyperdrive and destroyed like half of uh, Snoke's. Uh, oh Star yeah, that Destroyer. was dope. She said, "Fuck the bullshit, dude." <laughs> and the 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 visuals. If you on that if, were if sick. you if you if you listen to it closely, you can hear. I'm from the streets. Yeah. <laughs> the visuals on that were real slick, though. Oh yeah. But um, and, I, and then Luke, then Luke at the end with uh, with that little wink that he threw. Oh yeah, Bruh. Dude, When he went Luke at, was having he, a little too much fun with it, <laughs> dude. When he did that little shoulder scrape <laughs> after yeah, like, he fired bitch. all that shit, he's I was like, like, "Oh shit, you. is that <laughs> how you feel?" <laughs> but that last cool. scene between him and um and Leia. When he handed the dice from the Malay Falcon out, you got feels, like because it's like you knew they were, I you know, they were them, having that moment with Han, but at the same time, you're like, this is her, their last scene together. Yeah. So. You know. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, it was definitely a fun movie to watch. It, I was like every Star Wars movie. I was. I there was a few moments where I'm like, yeah, motherfucker, like yelling at the screen, <laughs> and that's a big deal for me because I don't do that. I, yeah. I'm usually pretty quiet when I watch movies. Um. So that that was. I forget what it was. Well, when Luke was handling that business, that I was like, look at my man Luke come out like nothing. Um, and then you find out that he wasn't really there. And I'm like, that this motherfucker. Like, I was like, you crafty bastard. Um, when See, I'm so powerful. I don't even have to be there yeah, with your ass. This is a voicemail, motherfucker. I don't even give a fuck. Um... Yoda showing up was pretty dope. Yeah. Um, what's his name? The one who played the collector in the Guardians oh, of the Galaxy. Yeah, Benicio del Toro. Yeah. I liked the little character man with the little stutter and stuff like that. It was yeah. pretty dope. And that kind of put a little um, like not everybody's perfectly evil and perfectly good. Yeah, I well, like that's that. What, that I, there's a if you guys have if you got in the Blu-ray or you're gonna plan to get the Blu-ray, there is a. a a documentary it's like two and a half hours it's a little longer than the actual movie but it's the director and the jedi and it basically follows ryan johnson putting together star wars from literally the announcement that he was going to take it and when you're watching it you're you you look you know and everybody's like well that's not star wars that's the stars the people that made it are like well that's that hasn't been done in star wars right you know like and and so there is there and there's so much practical effects there's shit that didn't need to be practical that was and it, to me that just gave it that gave it more like, oh wow, that was that's just it's just fucking awesome watching it. And like, you know, the big horse that um Finn and the um and the Rose ride off in, like in the stable there's that big white like horse looking thing. That's real. It's run by four guys. Yeah. You know, and it's like it's shit like that though. The wall blowing away behind Luke was all real. And you know, and even even Yoda was the puppet. Like they used the mold from Empire Strikes Back to make the puppet again. And uh, it's so it's, it's, there's a lot of stuff like that that really kind of makes it like, this is just like, they, he took a lot of care for people to sit there and say like, you know, oh, it seems like it's a parody or something. It's like, no, that's just his vision of it. And I think most people need to just calm the fuck down and let filmmakers, you know, interpret things the way they should. I really didn't see, um, I didn't see a reason to really get upset about it, to be completely <laughs> honest. Like, that the Leia thing still, I don't understand it. It, it made it was a little too convenient, personally. Right. Yeah, um, I have. Uh, yeah, I have that too. But 
do I give a fuck? No. I mean, the movie's still cool, you know, and um, I like Ray even more. Yeah. Um, she had some pretty, and, and and I felt like, and this one too, since it's a, um, what is it, a odd, odd yeah. number movie, it's got a little bit more comedy in it. Right. You know, it, it was a little lighter in, in parts. Finn, first of all, the dude who plays Finn is funny as fuck. That's number one. I love that dude. Like he makes me laugh more than anyone else. Like just because he's such a, he's such an everyman. Right. Like he's in this extraordinary situation, and he's kind of <laughs> exactly. like, oh fuck. Like I- <laughs> and it's it's funny because like in the beginning, like he wants to go. He wants to do what he did the first time. I just I need to get out of here. They're gonna crush us. I need to get out of here. And then right. that chick Rose tastes him. That was funny. He's <laughs> like, I can't feel my eyes. What did you tease me with? <laughs> but then too, he's he's makes sense. He's he's got the the um, tracker. Yeah. And he's trying to get away. So Ray, uh, he's he's obviously in love with Ray. Right. I don't or, or Poe. I don't. Fuck. <laughs> you know, it, it could be that quandary. You know, it it that that would extra that would add an extra level, wouldn't it? Is he gay or <laughs> right. is he not gay? You right. know what I mean? Like, you just don't know. <laughs> uh, all right. So, I guess uh, our main story this week is about Facebook straight up fucking up. Uh, you know, because well, that's pretty much all it's been doing lately. Yeah. But uh, until but uh, for now, let's talk about some headlines. Yeah. <laughs> so, kicking off entertainment news. Uh, few film franchises have proved as dominant as the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and the Avengers Infinity War actor Paul Bettany thinks he knows the secret behind the block, the box office fortunes. Quote, I think the success of Marvel films comes from the fact that they're made by fans, the Vision actor said during a set visit attended by Screen Rant. They really love those characters. When I first came out dressed as Vision, Marvel Studio President Kevin Feige nearly cried. I didn't grow up reading comic books, but they they make you fall in love with your character. They really do. Their love for these stories is really infectious, and you become really invested, and there's a lot of invested people beyond the financials of it all. Bentney said he believes the shared love of the source material is what makes the audience more receptive to the changes, sometimes necessary to adaptation. They really want to do a good job, he continued. I think fans really trust that if they bend things that they're they're safe they're in safe hands. That's the uh, that's the story is in safe hands because I guarantee you it's made by geeks. The movie is made by geeks. They love them. They feel it when they're talking about it. And I I have to agree with that cuz there's the big thing that and Adam and I kind of talked about it when when I I shared him the story is the big difference between Marvel and DC is Marvel Studios has been making these movies independent up until the first Avengers movie. Right. When they got bought up by Disney, it's still Marvel Studios and they, they answer to Disney, but they get to do whatever the fuck they want. The problem that you have with DC is you still have Warner Brothers handling it. I think what they need to do is kind of say, okay, you know what? Let's establish DC Entertainment as an entity in itself. They have to answer to us, but they they have they have their own deal. They can do it the way they want. Left Jeff Johns and whoever else handle this business and and make the movies that DC should be making. And and I I do agree. And I think that um, well, maybe some directors were fans. 
in in the DC world, the studio is obviously not right. Um, not to the level of um that they should be with. with it's almost like like Disney. D- Disney obviously owns Marvel, but you can also tell that Disney is a fan of Mickey Mouse and a fan of other Disney like princesses and stuff because they they have a certain level of care that they handle those characters with and and they kind of really elevate it to excellence, you know, when they make something for it. They're not bullshitting around. They're not going to put something cheap out. Right. You know, um Warner Brothers will if the check is right. <laughs> you know, so that I think that's just really sucks. Unfortunately, I've seen some people online like, oh, the Disney would just buy up uh, Warner Brothers. I'm like, oh, Warner Brothers, one of them old hat studios. Like, that might be uh, easier said than done. And also, do we want Disney to own everything? Like, come on. I mean, Warner Brothers is, you know, looking to merge with AT&T, so. Oh, that will help. Yeah. AT&T. Now I'm just depressed. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um sorry i was depressed i'm no, just kidding oh, autoplay video stop moving right along moving right <laughs> along right along if you've been holding on to your toys r us gift cards you've got one more option to take advantage of bed bath and beyond will still accept your toys r us gift cards as part of its cash card cash program which allows you to turn in gift cards for over 200 retailers into Bed Bath & Beyond store credit. Unfortunately, you will have to do it soon as a retailer announced that Thursday, 11.59 p.m. Eastern time is the cutoff. Um, now, an important thing to note when taking advantage of this is that it won't be for the exact same amount. The exchange rate depends on the store. So if you, if you turn in a $100 gift card from Toys R Us using the program, you'll get around $64 store credit with Bed Bath & Beyond. That will likely change as well over the next day or so, so better to do it sooner rather than later. There's more to read, but I mean, I think you get the gist of it. <laughs> um, personally, if you had Toys R Us gift cards and you didn't take advantage of them going out of business sales, right? you don't deserve Bed Bath & Beyond credit. <laughs> like, I would have been still, wait, we got a $100 word? Ow. <laughs> Get that shit eighty percent off. Yeah, I know. Um, a friend of the show, Amador, took a picture when he went to um, Toys R Us. I guess out in Santa Clarita with his nephew or something. That he's like, I'm depressed. And then Patrick said the same thing. He went out to. A, he goes, Yeah, I went out to a Toys R Us, and he goes, It was depressing. Right. And I'm like, I go, Yeah, I go. It's shit like that. You know, it's like, you know. See, it, my it, my mother never shopped at Toys R Us, so I'm not really. I, you know, my, we didn't really shop there, but when I was a kid, the shopping center, there was a grocery store, uh, that we used to go to and right next door was Toys R Us. So I would be like, I'd hang out for like five minutes and go, mom, can I go to Toys R Us? Right. Okay. Go over there. Then I'd be there. (laughs) So for me, it was just like hanging out there. And then when they come to get me, it's like, I want this. I want that. You know, that kind of shit. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, Toys R, you know what? I'm lying now because Toys R Us was pretty dope when the, when Pokemon dropped because you could go there and get Pokemon and shit. Right. I might have been out there a couple of times, you know, <laughs> but um, I never bought anything there. Right. Actually, I mean, I, I there was one Christmas we bought stuff at Toys R Us, but my wife was like, 
this place is expensive. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. And then we never went back. So, sorry. I guess it's my fault that Toys R Us closed. Well, moving on into gaming news. Ooh. Sony announced its April lineup for PlayStation Plus game giveaways compared to March, which featured the stellar Bloodborne and Xbox Games with Gold April lineup. The list isn't much to write home about. The list serves as a reminder that we're a year out from Sony dumping PlayStation 3 and PlayStation Vita games from the PS Plus monthly giveaways in 2019. Subscribers can start grabbing these games starting April 3rd, uh, which is today, actually, of this recording. Uh, Mad Max for the PS4. Trackmania Turbo for the PS4. We, we, in Space We Brawl. PS3. Toy Home. PS3. 99 Vitas. Play, PS Vita. Uh, and Qbert rebooted PS Vita with cross-play with the PS3 and the PS4. Nice. Now, April's collection for Xbox games with gold is one of the best ones we've seen from the program in a long, long time. Three of the best games of uh, uh, the past two console generations will be offered to placed, uh, Xbox Live subscribers starting the first. The entire month, 2016's fantastic and fantastically hard puzzle game, The Witness, will be free to all Xbox Live members. Two weeks later, on April 16th, subscribers will be able to pick up Assassin's Creed Syndicate. It is actually a pretty dope-ass game. Uh, and that offer go is good through May 15th. On the backwards compatibility Xbox 360 game front, Dead Space 2 will be available for free on the same day as Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Last and no offense least, the video game adaptation of Cars 2 you stands know funny? at the least exciting of the lineup. Those games are actually ain't that bad. For kids, my my kids had the Cars game. Oh really? Yeah, and you could cruise. It was it was um it was like open world, like you could cruise around and do missions and shit. Oh nice! And they dug it. The best kids game I've ever played was Toy Story Two <laughs> really? on the Xbox 360. It was you had a story mode, but there was a complete open world thing where you were in this old west town that also had other sections to it. And then you would collect coins by doing missions and build the town up and shit. <laughs> it was so, I played the shit out of that game with the kids. It was dope. <laughs> FYI. FYI. Um, moving right along. Let me close your article that I was reading along with you. <laughs> Monolith have... I don't know what Monolith have announced. Monolith has announced plans. <laughs> to remove loot boxes from Middle Earth Shadows of War in July, eight months after the open world Onslave Ostaver launched. Wow. They've released, <laughs> they've released, they make the game worse, they say. The war, chest, the war chest loot boxes in Shadow of War contain random items, orc slaves and bits and bits and are sold for either the virt virtual cash earned in-game or for a microtransaction currency bought with real money. Monoliths say the loot boxes cause people who buy them to miss out on the experience of the game's nemesis system. And even if you don't buy them, yeah, their presence detracts from the game. Uh, neither realization is remotely surprising. It's also not surprising that they suddenly are like, oh my God, this is so bad. Uh, <laughs> the loot boxes, the gold currency they've bought. How do they write that in that font? Uh, <laughs> It's it's Comic Sans. Oh, Come on, dude. <laughs> Comic Sans, Sans italic. Um, <laughs> the loot boxes, the gold currency they've bought with, and the market that they're sold in will all 
all be removed in an update on July 17th, Bonalif announced yesterday. They explained, explained why they're taking them out. Quote, mother The core promise of the Nemesis system is the ability to build relationships with your personal allies and enemies in a dynamic open world. While purchasing orcs in the market is more immediate and provides additional player options, we have come to realize that you see, you see that low key shade. Yeah. Like this is how it could help you, but whatever. whatever yeah. We have come to realize it's that whatever. Yeah, <laughs> we've come to realize that providing this choice risked undermining the heart of our game, the Nemesis system. It allows you to miss out on the awesome player stories you would have otherwise created, and it compromises those same stories even if you don't buy anything. Simply being aware that they are available for purchase reduces the immersion in the world and takes away from the challenge of building your personal army and their fortresses. So they've realized loot boxes make the same make the game worse, not only for people who don't buy them, but for the people who do too. Smashing. Lovely. Great stuff. This is why I don't write anything special for rock, paper, shotgun. Because they make me fucking laugh. <laughs> everyone who everyone who bought the game at full price received a game saddled with nonsense that was clearly nonsense, but is only now officially recognized as nonsense and getting cut off. Monoliths say Monoliths say they're revising the game's final chapter, Shadow Wars, as well. It's a repetitive section of defending your clubhouse against 10 attacks from Sauron's forces, for which you'll want lots of beefy orc, orcs and decent gear. But Leaf Johnson <laughs> told us loot boxes are really not necessary for that as he was swimming in goodies just from playing. Quote, this portion of the game will be involved with new narrative elements and streamlined for a more cohesive experience, Monolith explained. For players who choose to continue with those ongoing fortress defense missions, the Endless Siege update released last November will still be available. Leaf said um, he grew bored of Shadow Wars before the end of that chapter, so good. Streamlining sounds good. Better late than never. Other update plans are afoot, uh, including Nemesis system updates, new player skins, skill tree additions, gear system updates, and pro progression updates, according to Monolith. So... They're going to get rid of loot boxes, but they're releasing more shit that was in the loot boxes. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. The, the, we need to narrow down who, who first came up with loot boxes because they really, they really ruined everything. Because loot boxes in any game, no one fucking likes it. Unless it's only cosmetic nonsense. It, one of the few games that gets loot boxes right and, and people love it is Overwatch. Because Overwatch... There is rare stuff, but it's all cosmetic. It's not. I'm kind of thinking about playing Overwatch. I have it. Yeah. It's a good game. I mean, it's a shooter. You know, if you want to shoot things, it's interesting because every character is feels different. Like they have a different weapon set and and stuff like that. Um, but I mean, you got to be in the mood to shoot things. I'm always in the mood to shoot things. Okay. Now I'm on a list. Intervention. <laughs> uh, I know. Fucking loot boxes, dude. I mean, even with... Uh, uh, well, look what they did with Star Wars. Yeah. Fucking killed that with loot boxes. Now it's just, oh, it's cosmetic stuff now. Now we don't have to buy any shit. Yeah, now yeah. if you have uh, 
e-all access you can download it for free yeah because no one wants to play it <laughs> uh all right moving into comic news Marvel Comics Editor-in-Chief C.B. Sebulski appeared in a video to make the publisher's big announcement teasing the company's four tenets of publishing. He also announced Marvel's Fresh Start initiative, then dropped the bombshell. Quote, the first family is returning to Marvel on a monthly basis, said, uh, said Sebulski. Writer Dan Slott and artist Sarah Puccelli will launch the new Fantastic Four title, which features the four original members. Uh, Chip Sadarsky, Marvel's two-in-one uh, two ongoing, will continue alongside the relaunched Fantastic Four. We've been waiting for the right creators to become available for this book, uh, explained Sibulski. Uh, it's, it's been in the works a long time. Dan is the biggest fan of the Fantastic Four, he continued, but he has this uncanny ability to have this encyclopedic memory, encyclopedic memory for okay. everything. Yeah, I know, right? He just made that word up. Uh, for almost everything that has ever happened in Marvel Comics, including Fantastic Four from the first issue, and respect to the past and the stories and also drive the story forward with new ideas, new ways of thinking, and new approaches to these things that we haven't seen before. I started my adventures in Marvel Universe with a freaked out Reed Richards, The Watcher, and Silver Surfer, Slot told the New York Times in a subsequent interview recalling 1965's debut of Galactus. I wanted this for so long. I can't wait to draw a lot of characters, but there's one in particular I can't reveal yet, added Pacelli. You will know when they're, uh, you'll know when they're my favorite when you read the book. The previous volume of Fantastic Four ended in 2015 with the, re the Richards family stuck around until 2016's Secret Wars number nine when they left the Marvel Universe to live in a pocket dimension to rebuild the multiverse. First, since then, Franklin and uh, Varelia Richards have popped up since then with a cameo at the end of 2017's Marvel Legacy number one. Meanwhile, Ben Grimm and Johnny Storm have reunited to find the Richards family in the ongoing Marvel 2-in-1, which was teased the forthcoming reveal of the fate of the four since it launched. Fantastic Four number one is due out on shelves in August. Uh, Fantastic Four fans should have something to look forward to. I'm I'm glad with it. It's been a couple years, you know. I think that's what they needed though. They needed yeah. to shelf that team for a minute because they just kept trying to do stuff and nothing was working. Yeah, and I, I'm 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 yeah because I think it's it's the same thing with like Wolverine. You know, yeah. they've been gone for, you know, not just a year or six months. It's been been two to three or three to four years on some of these, you know. So it's been it's it's good that they've had this, you know, uh, this this away and now they can come back. This and, hiatus. Yeah. And then now you can bring them back and, you know, and people will be like, oh, cool. They're back. Cool. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. I'll pick it up in August. Moving on to bigger and better things. Wow. Oh, wow. Actually, something that was much needed <laughs> and hopefully will be better. Um, uh, just so you know, I've been listening. Um, I still listen to that uh, DC, uh, DC Comic Squad cast. I need to and, listen to that. I keep forgetting. And uh, I, I listened to the most latest one where they did the latest issue of this. And oh, they're like, I hate to badmouth this stuff because they, they're mostly a positive podcast. But yeah, they're like, it's just, just not working. We don't get it. <laughs> they don't get the what? The metal stuff? No, they're talking about the uh, just the regular, the regular line. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, they, so not they, the reboot I'm about to talk about. Not about the reboot, and, yeah. and and you know you're you're getting the who's behind the reboot. I'm pretty sure it's gonna be fucking awesome. It's gonna be fucking fantastic. So DC Comics is officially relaunching Justice League with a new team roster and creative team. Writer Scott Snyder, yeah, will be joined by Jim Chung nice. and Jorge Jimenez. That's the fucking triple threat right there. Mm-hmm. Like there, there's no, we're done. Yeah, you don't even need to read the book. You <laughs> give it a five out of five. Like that's that's how that works. All oh, those names are on it. Five out of five. Right. For Can a new ju- six. Can I do a six? Six <laughs> out of five. <laughs> For a new Justice League series debuting in June, the new series will be set up by the events of DC Nation Number Zero and Justice League No Justice in May. The series assembles the new league to deal with a a mystery involving some of the heroes' deadliest foes. Um, The new team lineup is a blend of the core seven new 52 Justice League members and the Justice League lineup from the DC Animated Universe Justice League series. Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, The Flash, Green Lantern, Jon Stewart, um, Martian Manhunter, Hot Girl, Aquaman and Cyborg. Ooh. Did you say a hot girl? I said hawk girl. Oh, hot girl. I thought I was like, going, is that a new one I missed? No, I said <laughs> Wonder Woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I said hot girl. Um, quote, I'm extremely honored and happy to be able to launch Justice League with Scott and Jorge. Uh, I don't know if he says George or Jorge. I've, I've heard it both ways. But I'm going to say it the correct way. Right. Because there's a J in the front. Um <laughs> says Chung in a press release. It has been many years since I've had the pleasure of working at DC, but when Scott first mentioned this opportunity, I knew I couldn't say no. His energy and excitement has been infectious, and I can't wait to share what we have in store. I can't think of a more perfect book to return to DC on. Oh, of course. It's like a flagship book. Um, These characters are ones that I grew up loving and the prospect of being able to leave my mark on them leaves me thrilled. See, that's the kind of attitude Steve's talking about that we need in the movie space. Right. And then we'll have better movies. Um, Wait a minute. What? Ooh, Hawker looking a little sexy in this uh, (laughs) cover art. Um, I dig the lineup. Uh, They dropped uh, the Green Lanterns, right? Yeah, because he had the Green Lanterns in there. I actually, I I was digging that. But not enough to follow it, follow it. So I don't really know what happened. But I'm glad Martian Manhunter's here because he's a fucking pimp. Um, And Jon Stewart's my favorite uh, Green Lantern. Um, More quotes. Working on Justice League is probably the most exciting opportunity I've ever had in my career, says Jimenez. I feel more than ever that this is my moment. I have in my hands a script written by the incredible Scott Snyder starring most important starring most important DC characters, Superman, Wonder Woman, and Batman. Even better, I have the hyper-mega-talented Jim Chung beside me. I can't ask for it. They're basically stroking each other's dick, which is fine. You it's know. a group session. You know? Right. And <laughs> they're all holding each other's. <laughs> he, he also, there's another quote here. He says, one last thing for my, friend, my friends, family, and fans, but it's in Spanish. I'm not even going to attempt. <laughs> um, but... Yeah. I've been I've I've been hearing just a lot of the reviews have been of Justice League the the current uh, rebirth Justice League and yeah. uh, has just been not good. Uh, everybody says that the stories start off grand and then just have nothing to do with anything. 
um that, yeah they uh, they don't they that's what they've been that's what that justice league book has been for like a year now yeah. where it start something starts to build and then they just kind of fizzle out they don't really yeah. come to a conclusion on it like yeah. do a monster of the fucking week or something like just do something yeah you and, know uh, and you know everybody's uh so everybody's excited with scott snyder doing this um i'm i'm really excited for that because that should help you know level the book um, elevate the book because to, to the sad part is is that the the individual um comics the flash batman wonder woman superman have all been good so it's kind of like what the fuck like it's supposed to be like you know oh this is the avengers of dc and it's like well the problem is 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 it's it's the team the team books are difficult they're they're not they're not as easy to write as a single hero book. You need to put someone who knows how to handle those kind of books on there. Yeah. And I think DC's finally like, okay, fuck it, we'll put Scott Steiner on. Because it's either him or Bendis. Right. <laughs> you know, those are really And I'm nice. actually surprised Bendis isn't hopping on. I'm kind of I kind of thought that maybe they probably threw that out there, but it was probably Superman that he really wanted to do. That's what well he said that in an interview that he yeah. really wanted to do Superman book. Yeah. But um Justice League number one goes on sale. Like they're rebooting reboot. Justice League number one goes on sale June sixth. Uh Justice League number two follows on June twentieth. DC Nation number zero and Justice League No Justice release weekly in May. So definitely pick up um DC Nation Zero and Justice League No Justice uh, as official lead ups. I don't. It doesn't say who's writing those, but they're lead ups. Yeah. You're just you're just pulling information out. I of think it. DC Nation Zero might be part of Free Comic Book Week Day. Oh, really? In May, I think, as the build up to to everything else. But I'm I'm definitely going to be checking it out. So you'll hear us check it out. You know when it when it comes available. Does this a uh, comment? Does this mean that Jim Chung has left Marvel? Just like Bendis, Smallwood, and other top shelf talent have done recently. Steve, do you have a comment of everyone bailing ship over there at Marvel? <laughs> no. <laughs> everyone joining I mean, the dark pe- side? Pe- people ever people always leave. No, yeah. It happens oh, you know, all the time. How many times has Jim Lee worked for Marvel? People right. forget that. It happens you know? <laughs> all the time. You just yeah. notice more when it's a bigger name. Yeah. But it, so, it happens. By the way, if you guys haven't, you guys really should. If you have Instagram... Jim Chung, uh, Scott Snyder, Scotty Young. So you get to see all the Jim Lee. All of them have Instagram, oh. and they show their artwork on there. Scotty Young always shows him um, shows him penciling in, um, you know his his variant covers of all his you know baby stars. Uh, Jim Chung, yeah, Jim Lee, uh, all, all the comic book artists are on Instagram. Why so. is Scott Snyder not verified? I don't what know. Do, what, I don't what do know we? Com- I don't know if comic book. If they consider those, you know, Kim Kardashian, yeah, they have to be verified. Oh, yeah, because she's really contributed to society as a whole. <laughs> right. You know, I don't even get me started. <laughs> don't do not do it. All right. So let's go on to the technology news and the shade that has been thrown over there at Facebook. Oh. Apple CEO Tim Cook said in an interview with MSNBC or as uh, I like to call it, Ms. NBC. Um, and recode on Wednesday that Silicon Valley and notable Facebook and notably Facebook should be far more careful with its customer data in the wake of the Cambridge Analytica disclosures. I think the best regulation is no regulation is self-regulation, he said, according to recode. However, I think we're beyond that here. Cook reiterated points that he and former CEO Steve Jobs previously made at 
at Apple's business model, unlike Google, Facebook, and many other tech companies, it's predicated on selling physical products rather than capturing data about customers. We've never believed that these detailed profiles of people that have incredibly deep personal information that is patched together from several sources should exist, he said, according to the Wall Street Journal. The truth is, we could make a ton of money if we monetized our customers, if our customers was if our customer was our product. He, he added, we've elected not to do that. Recodes Kara Swisher mm-hmm. asked Cook what he would do if he were Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg. He said, I wouldn't be in this situation. Boom. Damn, that's the super shade, dude. Oh, fuck. It's like, what would you do if you were in this situation? Or me, bro, I wouldn't be in this situation. Exactly. Miss me with that. The interview is scheduled to air on Ms. NBC on f- Friday, April 6th at 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific. Wow. I was like, damn. Well, you know what? And I'm not defending Facebook in any way, but Facebook's users are its product. Yeah. Because they, they have, everyone's like, oh, Facebook provides a free service. I'm like, is it though? There's many ways to pay for things that isn't just money out of your pocket. You, you, they're an ad company. That's the, they're a marketing company. Right. Like they, you come on the site to use their little social crap so they can feed you ads. That's the real reason Facebook exists. Apple, on the other hand, charges you thousands of dollars for an underpowered computer but at the same time you know you know we've always we've always said that about apple is you know oh you know their users but he's he's saying it like it is like he's yeah always telling the truth yeah he's like going you know their customers aren't our you know isn't our product it's our products that we sell to the customers that's how we make our money and it's like you know what he's right i wouldn't be in this situation (laughs) i was like i was like you expect to see them with like some sunglasses on and leaning back taking a sip of that bro i can't even i can't even see the shade is so fucking dark like (laughs) apple apple felt that like someone in apple read that what's that dude's name like tim cook or something he read that was like oh got like a little pain in the chest you know you know the employees at apple when they read that they all went oh yeah that's right he did it because it's true (laughs) yeah it's so true (laughs) so you know but the thing is is that well we'll get into that when we talk in right because we are we are gonna thoroughly discuss that (laughs) um so remember steam machines <laughs> oh, you know the the new be- the best and biggest. Yes. Yeah. They're, weren't they supposed to rival like the PS4 or whatever? They do technologically, but nobody wants it. Um, <laughs> Valve seems to be trying nobody to forget. Nobody knows it. <laughs> right. Valve seems to be trying to forget um, its bid to get everyone playing games on expensive little boxes from Alienware, Asus, and the like, as it's removed the Steam Machine section from Steam. <laughs> it's been a while since been any. since anyone really talked about the living room pcs but this looks like the final nail on the coffin steam machines never really got their big moment valve envisioned a new ecosystem following on the big picture mode where people would play pc games on their living room using a steam machine steam controller and steam os but the big launch at the end of 2015 only saw a handful of the boxes appear, and none of them exactly tempted people away from their desktops or consoles. The issues were myriad. Um, there were the delays, cancellations, high price points, and then there, there was the fact that people weren't really interested in SteamOS. The Linux-based operating system was originally a draw, but it was d- delayed and then finally released with bugs and a poor, and a poor frame rate when compared to Windows 10. 
Steam Machine. Oh. <laughs> what? And you're compared to Windows 10? I mean, damn. I mean, it is what it is. You know, <laughs> Steam Machines ended up having to offer Windows alternatives, which is true. They, they Towards the end, a lot of Steam Machines were, you could buy them with Windows 10. The Steam Machine launch wasn't helped by Valve's second bid for domination of the living room. While the Steam Machine partnered partners were designed fucking jesus i'm tired so in the, so when their steam machine partners were designing their first boxes valve was busy making their own device the steam link it essentially did the same thing allowing people to, to play steam games on their tv but instead of being a desktop surrogate the steam link was a streaming device and it was much much cheaper so yeah they kind of killed themselves yeah at the end i have a steam link because they sometimes they're 50 bucks but sometimes they go on sale for five bucks i scoop one up and now that I got a house, I have a reason for one. Um, if you hover over the hardware tab on Steam now, you'll only see the Steam controller, Steam Link, and HTV, HTC uh, Vive appear in the dropdown. And the hardware page itself is gone, replaced with a search list that only contains four Steam machines with links to external websites. The old Steam machine page can still be reached, but not through the front page. It was an interesting concept, but by the time the first machines started to appear, their day was already done. Pour one out for these fallen boxes. Thank you, PC Gamer, uh, for that send-off. Um, yeah, it was... Crossroads, crossroads. You won't be lonely. <laughs> um, I remember when they first were talking about Steam, Steam Links, and I thought they were cool from a geeky standpoint. But I'm right. like, these aren't going to sell. Like, no one's going to buy them. Like, when they first came out, Linux Linux game support was bad. It wasn't very good for, for top-shelf games. It's a lot better now, but no one's going to spend $500 and wait two years. Right. It doesn't make any sense. You know, so... And Linux, anyway... Linux isn't doing so hot lately. Right. So, you have uh, Windows 10, which is, like, pretty decent... And then you have um, Microsoft going, oh, look, you can run Linux code on the on the Windows. If they perfect that and you can install Linux um, programs on Windows, what's the point of Linux? Right, right, exactly. Yeah, it, it will be complete, only for the diehard, you ain't getting my information. You know, those people <laughs> living in a log cabin, living in a van <laughs> down by the river. <laughs> but... uh yeah, so oh, man. Steam Machines, bye. Yeah. Those remember, Steam Links remember, are dope, re- though. I remember reading that and being like, going, oh, yeah, this is like the next big thing, and the big thing came and went. <laughs> Definitely but, yeah, did. I remember the prices, too. Jesus. But the uh, the Steam Link is dope. Like, if you, if, if any of you have a, a gaming PC and you have a, a big living room TV in the other room um, and it goes on sale for, like, five, 50 bucks is too much. But if it goes on sale for, like, five bucks, pick pick one up. Like you can use the Xbox controller or the PlayStation 4 controller, and then it links. Um, it links to your. You're just streaming Steam <laughs> from your. That's all it does. You can play movies and shit too, because it just it. If you get out of big picture mode, it just shows your desktop. So it's pretty cool. I've used it, and then I put it back in the box because at the <laughs> time the TV was right next to the Xbox. It didn't make any sense, but uh, or the computer, but um now is a different fucking situation. So I'm excited. All right. And on that note, that brings us to the end of the headlines. 
Our main story this week is Facebook and privacy. It goes together like California and cancer, and we're not sure if it causes cancer, but we're going to hedge our bets that it does. Wow. In our last episode of the Lazy Geeks podcast, we discussed a, rep a report of Cambridge Analytica had gained access to 50 million Facebook profiles. This allowed the company to data mine user personal information for a company that had links to the, pres the, the Trump presidential campaign and the Brickset movement in the UK. A whistleblower revealed to the Observer how Cambridge Analytica, a company owned by hedge fund billionaire Robert Mercer, headed by, um, by at the time by Trump's key advisor, the Dark Knight himself, Steve Bannon, used personal information taken Don't call, with, wait a minute, don't call Steve Bannon the Dark Knight. Oh, uh, the Black Knight. How about there, that? I mean, it's, it's less accurate, but I, I like <laughs> it better. <laughs> All right. Uh, used personal information taken without authorization in early 2014 to build a system that could profile individual U.S. voters in order to target them with personalized political advertisements, according to The Guardian. We exploited Facebook to harvest millions of people's profiles. Christopher Wiley, who's, who worked with a Cambridge University a uh, academic to obtain the data, told The Observer, and built models to exploit what we knew about them and target their inner demons. This was the basis the entire company was built on, end quote. The data was collected through an app called This Is Your Digital Life, built by academic Alexander Kogan, separately from his work at Cambridge University. So through, this through his company Global Science Research, GSR, in collaboration with Cambridge Analytica, Hundreds of thousands of users were paid to take a personality test and agreed to have their data collected for academic use. It's moments like this that make me wonder why companies would opt for Facebook profiles when they can get some real dirt by using something like Pornhub. Kind of real but, talk. Seriously, dude. But however, the app also collected the information of the risk taker of the risk taker, the test takers, Facebook friends. Both are accurate. <laughs> right. <laughs> still. Uh, yeah. Wasn't what I meant, but still accurate, uh, leading to accumulation of a data pool, tens of millions strong. So think about that when you see that Facebook quiz about what Harry Potter house you should belong to or the color of your lightsaber should be. Facebook's platform policy allowed only collection of friends data to improve user experience in the app and it's barred it from being sold or used for advertising. This discovery of the the discovery of the unprecedented data harvesting and the use in which it was put raises urgent questions about Facebook's role in targeting voters in the presidential election. While many people in the media and technology circles have called this a breach, Facebook says it's um, sees it another way. Facebook denies it. They cite that the harvesting of tens of millions of profiles by GSB and Cambridge Analytica wasn't a data breach. In a statement that uh, in a statement, it said that Kogan quote gained access to this information in a legitimate way and through the proper channels, but did not subsequently abide by our rules end quote because he passed the information on to third parties. Because no company wants to appear weak on their security measures, they would simply believe that appearing inept is a better way of the two opinions. And through this scandal, Facebook began allowing users to download their Facebook profiles. In a shot of transparency, this would allow users to see what they, sto what they stored about users. This led to another discovery when people found out that Facebook had kept call logs and text messages from users' mobile phones. Quote, oh, wow, my deleted pro, uh, Facebook, profi uh, Facebook zip file contains info on every single phone, cell phone, call, 
and texts I made in about the last year, says Twitter user Matt Johnson, according to The Verge. Another, Dylan McKay, says, quote, somehow it has my entire call history with my partner's mom. Uh, others have found a similar pattern where it appears close contacts like family members are the only ones tracked in Facebook's call records. Ars Technica reports that Facebook has been requesting access to content SM, um, SMS data and call history on Android devices to improve its friend recommendation algorithm and distinguish, be, distinguish between business contacts and your true personal friendships. Facebook appears to be gathering this data through its Messenger application, which often prompts Android users to take over as the default SMS client. Facebook has at least recently been offering an opt-in uh, prompt that prods users to use the big blue button to continuously upload co data, contact data, including call and text history. It's not clear when this prompt started appearing in relation to the historical gather data gathering and whether it has simply been opt-in the whole time. Either way, it's clearly alarmed some who have found their call history data stored on Facebook servers. While the recent prompts made it clear, Ars Technica points out that the troubling aspect that Facebook has been doing this for years during, the, during a time when Android permissions were a lot less strict. Google's changed Android's permission to make them more clear and granular, but developers could bypass this and continue accessing calls and SMS data until Google depreciated the old Android API in October. It's not yet clear if these prompts have been in place in the past. The same call record call record and SMS data collection has not yet been discovered on iOS devices, while Apple also allow, does allow some specialist apps to access the data in limited ways like blocking spam calls and or texts. These apps have been specifically enabled through a process that's similar to enabling third-party keyboards. The majority of iOS apps cannot access call histories or SMS messages, and Facebook's iOS app cannot capture this data on an iPhone. However, as each generation is born into social media, concerns about their privacies decrease. Everything goes on Snapchat, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and maybe Facebook. While conservatives think that monopolies that think that monopolies spur innovation, it's scandals that do. With Facebook against the wall, this is the time for new social media startups should make their presence known. As we said last week, it is not those mythical bots that are a danger, it's the people. Mm. So, so kind of relating this to what we said about the, the shade that Tim Cook <laughs> threw. The shade was so dark, it was shaded on both sides of the sunglasses. That, that's, that's how it the was. The shade was so dark, people were screaming racist. Like, that, that's how <laughs> bad it was. Like, um, this whole privacy thing, this isn't a new problem. No. The, it's been the a problem new, for decades at this point. Ever since the internet, really. Yeah. Even before that, just in different forms. But the reason why it's been so big now is because we have companies that are so fucking transparent about it. Oh, yeah. Like, it's like, yeah, we're taking all your shit. And then they go, oh, no, 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 no. It's fine, though. Right. Like, trust we're us. We're secure. We're so secure. Fine. Yeah. Right. Well, the, the one, and I, in the, in the, I, I wrote a piece, the scandals with Facebook on the website. So if you want to read, more about everything uh, it's a pretty long piece but you know check it out um and uh <laughs> and uh it, it the one thing that i noticed that with with all of with uh facebook doing all of this stuff it's and the reason why this 
um, you know, Cambridge Analytica issue is even as prevalent as it is, is because it's connected to Trump. Right. If it wasn't connected to Trump, it was connected to some, you know, mythical faceless entity. We would have we would have fought, we would have stopped hearing about, about it by now. But because it is linked to Trump, then everybody's jumping on it. What's funny is that the SMS thing, which came out around the same week, only tech blogs have really reported. Everybody else is still focusing on the other one because that's directly linked to, tr to Trump. So my issue becomes how much of this is actually privacy concerns versus, oh, it's because of him. That's why we need to we need to route it out. Right. Because and, and I'm not a huge fan of our current president either but i mean you have people out there that go oh my bread went stale fucking trump you know it's like dude well it's the new like, thanks obama yeah. yeah but it doesn't sound as cool it doesn't thanks it really... trump it yeah. just sounds it don't don't his fucking name is weird <laughs> i got a name be frumpy you know what <laughs> right. i mean like it's kind of like downtrod right but obama. yeah you know like this the, everything with like so with this whole thing from Facebook, like saying like it wasn't a data breach, it wasn't, and and I I agree with that. It it wasn't a data breach, but it is ineptitude because of the fact that oh because he accessed it right, but he just misused the information, which then in turn goes well. How can you secure that data that they can obviously willingly take and send to someone else? And that's the real problem. Is your you're entrusting all your information to a company that doesn't even know how to fucking keep it to themselves. Right. Even if they want to, like they <laughs> could, they could give it away if they want because Facebook makes money off of that as sharing. Yeah. And they'll say, Oh, well it's anonymous data. Okay. But it doesn't matter. Like it's still, it's just, it's weird that we share so much. And, and I've said this to people a lot. People always are like, Oh, you should have more of a presence on social media and this and that. And I'm like, why? Fuck, let me live my life. <laughs> like, for Christ's sake, like, why do I have to share everything with everybody? And that's the the generation that the current generation right now is it, it didn't really happen if I didn't upload it somewhere. So what you said in the article was true, is that the 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 more the more we move on into the future, the less people give a fuck. Yeah. You know, and I don't see that changing. No, I don't so. see I don't see it changing either. Um it's it's one of those where you know it's it's going to get worse before it gets better. Um while at the same token I was I had noted in the article about companies and certain, you know, I guess you can call them celebrities leaving Facebook because of because of of that issue. And to me it's like it's a new leaving America of Trump's elected. <laughs> right. Because you have like, you know, um, and then you have some that have actually stopped advertising, you know, like, you know, but the thing is, is that the list of companies aren't impressive. Pet Boys, um, you know, you have Will Ferrell and Cher leaving Facebook. Um, fucking uh, Elon Musk, when somebody asked him about um, uh, SpaceX and um, Tesla on there, his response was, I didn't even know we had those on Facebook. I didn't know we had Facebook pages. Right. And then they were subsequently deleted. Because who really, who advertises their brand on Facebook we do. anymore? I mean, yeah, we do because we do it on every single fucking thing. And we have a Periscope or something too. No. Like, that's different. That's because you're on everything. 
but I mean, not many, not many entities are solely on Facebook. Like that's their main because Facebook's fucking a logarithm is junk. Oh yeah, it's a complete, it's complete junk. And and every time there's a new report that comes out, every report is sitting there saying, yeah, you know, Facebook has this this many users, but it's the younger kids that aren't. Right. You know, they're they're not having the they're not having those um, the younger kids' parents are using Facebook. Right. Right. The younger kids are on Snapchat and Instagram. Right. Because, you know, the the least they have to spell, the better. <laughs> and the more they can send with just pictures than, than you know. Right. Hmm. Twitter's another thing, too. You don't see a lot of young people on Twitter. No. For the most part. Like mid-20s and up. Right. I Which like is where I've been spending more time on Twitter. Right. Because yeah. it's just... And they say that Twitter's a big dumpster fire. And I'm like, oh, Facebook is a fucking dumpster fire. I see the difference between... Twitter's Twitter's dumpster fire and Facebook's is Facebook's is full of people you actually know and have to see. Twitter it don't fucking matter. Everyone can run their mouth. You don't know these people. Who gives a shit? <laughs> you know, let them talk. Fuck it. Well, you know, it's you know, and, and that's the real thing. Like with with Facebook, well, I've seen uh uh what is it um with Facebook? I've seen like people compare Facebook to to Twitter. You know, Facebook, oh, look, look at life is beautiful. Oh, look at where I'm going. Look at what I'm doing. Da, 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 da. Everything's happening. Then you go to Twitter. We're all going to die. Right. Not else is going to burn. What mood would you like to be in today? Exactly. Sometimes there are some times where I just can't take Twitter. Like, I'm just like, I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> I can't take right. it today. But a lot of this with, with Facebook, while the outrage, it's very similar to last our topic for last time which was the the um uh the bots that you know people are more inclined to share fake news than than uh than actual bots you know this mythical bots that everybody can kind of say like oh you can fix this because you know facebook and twitter and you know they they can do it because it's it's fake and, and you know that they, they, it's this this faceless entity that they can kind of throw all their problems at as opposed to no it's the people you have to educate the people to figure out and here you know and the thing is is that you know it goes back to when we're talking about like well how are these guys getting ads it's easy to get ads on facebook and twitter and all of that all you have to do is give them a credit card (laughs) yeah they'll let you put whatever you want on there yeah and if you go to if you check out my article there's a piece there's a picture on there that actually shows you like target words that you can use to target ads to, mm-hmm. you know, and, I hear and, they even accept ruples, <laughs> you know? So dude, I saw Roseanne last week and, uh, Oh, that, uh, that was funny by the way. Shit was hilarious. Yeah. Dude, with the, uh, when she's like, Oh, I came to dinner and I brought dressing. Oh, look, Russian, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I like uh, the new diam- dynamic of the, the two sisters are, One's a Democrat and one's not. Yeah, like I thought that was kind of funny. But I, I loved it when she was like, you know, she was you were gonna, you know, she was, you know, she said she was gonna vote for Hillary, and then when she got in the voting booth, she voted for Jill Stein. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's like, "Who's Jill Stein? I don't know." <laughs> but, uh, but you know, it's it's this this thing this this thing with you know Facebook and and because all of it can be geared, and you know, I'm not a I'm not a fan of the president. Let's let's get that straight. Right. But the thing is, is that if you've listened to our show for the 
seven and a half years that we've been doing this, it's just, this always comes up. <laughs> this always comes up about Facebook or about Twitter and about how it's, it, it's not this, this like grand scheme of, you know, you know, the Russians are sitting there behind the, the war table discussing how can we take down America by this? You know, it's simply Russians going, you know what? Americans are fucking idiots. Let's yeah. go and do this. You know, it, it's it's funny because I, I was watching this movie Maverick with Mel Gibson. Um, I've heard of it, but I don't think I've seen it. It's it's hilarious. Um, they he goes to he goes away with these. This whole little thing comes up where he ends up with these the group of American Indians. But the head of the tribe is a buddy of his and they're, you know, and they're, they're smart. They're intelligent. They don't speak the way they're he's like, you know, he goes that. um what did he say? He said something about, um, uh, he goes, well, you're supposed to cut off my hands. And, you know, because all the white people, oh, my God, they're going to cut off his hands and he's going to be, you know, scalped and all this stuff. And he's like, just tell them you got us drunk on fire water or something. I don't know. You people believe anything. And it's because it, you white people believe anything. And I was like, that's so true. Like, you know, the, the, the American culture believes anything, mm-hmm. you know, and it's it's just, you know, you say all this is, oh, because because of Trump you know, X, Y equals Z. And then it's like, oh my God, yeah. So we have to ban that or fix that or do something. And it's like, no, at some point, like we said last time, we're going to have to take responsibility. The Everybody's going to have to accept responsibility for, you know, the shit that's happened. This shit just didn't happen because the Russians came involved. This has been this, the, the you know, it's like the fake news well, and all same, that. It's the same point of you could, you could tell, I don't know. Let's say let's say a child a child started uh stealing or shoplifting and and you they they say oh cuz the you know the child's an asshole or this or this or that. Um but then some people say well um the parents should have told them I don't know where I'm going with this analogy. I'm sorry. But basically um <laughs> I'm sorry. I had it in my head and I completely forgot what I was going to say. Um the whole the whole point I'm trying to make is that if we were, if our culture was strong enough, it would matter what the Russians said, right? You know, we would be like, okay, that's great, and then we would move on with our fucking life, you know. But because everyone in this country is just waiting for someone to tell them what to do, yeah, it it's easy to manipulate most of the people here. Absolutely, that was the point I was trying to make. I was just trying <laughs> to make it sound cool, but I I couldn't remember just, where I was just, going. It, it just didn't happen, right? <laughs> Uh, but you know, in these, these quote unquote Facebook scandals, there are issues, there are issues with Facebook. There are issues with social media. The problem is, is that it's not singular to those entities. It's not, and it's not fully Facebook's fault in this instance. It, it is, but at the same time, it's also our fault because we didn't hold them accountable. They got away with so much shit because it's like, well, I, we have this, this idea. Well, I've got nothing to hide. And it's like, okay, you got nothing to hide, but what about everything that you've done that gets linked? You you have SMS or you know your emails and everything. If you here's a test. Here's something for most of you people. Go into your phone if you have an Android phone. Go into settings. And go into your apps and go into Facebook, and then look for the the tab that says permissions. That will come up, and you'll see everything that you've given Facebook permission for. 
and you know photos you know upload of course it needs that but then you'll see like phone calls text messages do you have everything that runs through facebook because it's easier to to manage instead of switching between apps right that that's what that's what's going to happen you know fortunately yeah. i've never used that setting and when i looked at my phone i was like going okay it didn't have that because i was wondering you know sometimes they get sneaky and they're like, oh, we need this, this. And then like the screen is only so small that it cuts off the rest of it. Yeah. And you then know? everything else. Like what? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, we need access to photos, mics, your, you know, sex toys, your. Your bank app. Like, your bank ooh. app, your Pornhub account, you know. A Pornhub account. Then Hold you're on. like, oh, yeah, no, suddenly it's like, oh, no, now we have to have, le- we have to have barriers. <laughs> right. Have to have a little bit of a conversation now. Right. Exactly. All right. So, you have anything else to say before we move no, on? No, it's it's um, the just the main problem with this is is I don't see it getting any better. Absolutely and, not. And one of the pro- what the biggest problem is, is that the majority of people just don't fucking care. Yeah. Like they'll freely give up their information. They they don't give a shit because it makes their little devices more convenient. Yeah. And so. not only that, but everybody has their own head up so far up their own ass. If they sneeze, they'd give themselves a heart attack. Right. You know, it, it, there's just there's just no way for them to actually think responsibly without thinking agenda wise. All right. Yeah. So, all right. So with that, we'll move on to what the actual fuck. So. First off, I got that I got us a theme song because Adam said we should have one for this, we and should. I thought and I thought I had to pick the most epic one I could find. Right. <laughs> All right. So my what the actual fuck comes from Polygon. So Lindsay Lohan's lawsuit. You guys remember this against Take Two Interactive? This was forever ago. I know this was. Yeah, yeah, Grand Theft Auto Five. Okay, it was, it was she had a lawsuit regarding a parody character in Grand Theft Auto Five that she said was an unlawful use of her likeness, as ended in New York State's highest court. Six judges of the New York Court of Appeals upheld a lower court's ruling that rejected Lohan's civil claim against Take Two regarding the character Lacey Jonas. Uh, by the way, it's the cover that you see on the posters. She's trying to be a little, she's trying to claim that she's a little better looking than, than she is. That's well, the ca- the characters in the game, right? Lacey and, jo- oh, uh-huh. No, go ahead. Uh, Lacey Jonas is a one-off character appearing in the random event called escape paparazzi in Grand Theft Auto five. Like Lohan Jonas has someone ha- is someone notorious for the fast rise to fame who becomes a popular subject in tabloid media. Lohan brought her case to take two in 2014. The publisher called it a publicity stunt. Still, Lohan's suit survived a motion of dismissal back in 2016. No small speak considering her status as a public figure. But a New York Supreme Court judge, New York Supreme Court is actually trial level state court, ruled against Lohan. (laughs) The decision was affirmed by the state's appellate division and then on March 29th by the Court of Appeals. The Court of Appeals decision centers on whether uh, Lacey Jonas constitute a portrait of Lohan under New York state law. Lohan said that the game widely distributed promotional box and disc art, one sample is in the article from uh, Polygon, was such a portrait without used without her written consent. 
while the unanimous ruling one judge of the seven-member panel did not participate found that the video game avatar may constitute a portrait the characterization of Lacey Jonas in GTA 5 were, were indistinct satirical representation of a style look and persona of modern beach-going young women that are not reasonably identifiable as plaintiff I think and basically he just said in an extremely polite way basic bitches and that's what <laughs> that's what Lindsay Lohan don't understand is that she was she is not known for her unique personality right she's known for having huge tit and her <laughs> drug abuse right and not to mention that you know the the person in the poster was blonde and right freckles and right. you know kind of like when I looked mm -hmm. at it I thought damn if that bitch was real I didn't think Lindsay Lohan you know yeah uh, it's she's just a basic fucking bitch that's yeah. all it's just a basic chick <laughs> dime a uh, dozen in la right still the ruling is significant in that it establishes at least in new york jurisdiction that video game avatars are a likeness equivalent to photographs film and other depictions under the law but it will likely end lohan's lawsuit against take two theoretically she could appeal to the u.s supreme court but she would have to show how the ruling and the state's privacy law conflict with an overriding constitutional law or precedent. Basically, it ain't going anywhere after yeah. this. Yeah, if she tries to waste the Supreme Court's time on this <laughs> silly shit, <laughs> by the time that gets seen, fucking GTA Seven will be out. Right. So for the for the uh, for the Xbox Four, <laughs> no one cares about Lindsay Lohan anymore. Except Lindsay Lohan. I stopped caring about Lindsay Lohan when she stopped being hot. Yeah. A fucking hard party and ruined something good. And I, I literally was offended. I was like, man, I'm sick of this. <laughs> My favorite is still when she played Hermione in that SNL skit. That was funny. <laughs> Where everybody's staring at her tits. Yeah. <laughs> but then the other thing that bugs me, too, is she's on SNL. And the entire time she has to look off to read her lines. Like, aren't you an actress? Yeah. Well, they, I mean, they changed lines up to, like, the showtime. So you can't really memorize you better start ad-lipping because everybody else there wasn't looking off screen. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> They're trained professionals. Right. Anyway, an activity that was the subject of condemnation uh, five years ago, <laughs> one nation under a groove, I guess, is supposedly making a comeback, snorting condoms up one's nose. The condom snorting challenge, as it is called, requires participants to video themselves being stupid, being stupid, snorting an unrolled condom up one nostril and then pull it through their mouth, which is possible. Yes. Um, although the activity was first reported back in 2013, it's apparently returned, unlike other bizarre but forgotten Internet fads from that era, like planking. T-bowing, owling, and vadering. <laughs> Sadly, I remember all of those. I don't remember vadering. They, I think you just stood there and fucking breathed hard on somebody. Oh, I, oh, hold that, on. Hey, I, got, I, I, I had a restraining order because I did that. Star Wars-based meme taking internet by force. Tired of T-bowing, bored of planking. Uh, it's called vadering. It is basically for one person to imitate. Oh, it's where you you force choke someone and and the other one pretends oh, they're being yeah. force choked. Yeah, yeah. It was cool and then like they got jump lame. up in the air and then you take a picture. Yeah, right. Um, Stephen Enrique Enriquez, an education specialist in Texas, 
told San Antonio station KABB that condom snorting is coming back because the extreme activity activity can help teenagers make a name for themselves on social media. <laughs> oh, because these days our teens are doing everything for likes, views, and subscribers. And Enriquez says, as graphic as it is, we have to show parents because teens are going online looking for challenges and recreating them. In an article for Forbes, Bruce Y. Lee, associate professor of international health at the Johns Hop- John Hopkins Bloomberg School of Public Health in Baltimore, warns there there are numerous reasons why people should turn up their noses at condom snorting. These include <laughs> risks now. Huffington Post, what are you yeah, going to do? Um, these include risks like damaging the inner lining of the nose, getting an infection, or choking, or choking if the condom gets stuck in the throat. Can all you of imagine, these you imagine go to the hospital with condoms like the, the and stick it out you would like, get no. so you would get instantly judged by everyone all of these that's add not up, how you do it son <laughs> right all of these add up to one burning question for lee welcome to 2018 he says who knew that teens would need to be told not to use condoms <laughs> <laughs> who would who who would know that we would have to tell teens not to be stupid you know what we should do i'm gonna solve this problem right now Sell condoms that are specifically for this, okay? And make them a little cheaper, just for fun. You know what I mean? Like, here, snorting condoms. And then lace them with poison. And then kill everyone who fucking does it. Because it's this... this. What what pisses me off about this is not even the, the condom thing. I've seen someone actually inhale a balloon before and fucking pull it up. Like, that's an old fucking I'm drunk trick. That people, stupid people would do to get attention. But the thing that concerns me, where they kind of glaze over, is that the young people of America are so focused on getting attention on YouTube and stuff like that. And the thing is, is that you're not going to get attention unless you're actually talented. So the only other way you can go is to just do crazy shit and make yourself look like an idiot. It's the jackass syndrome. Right. And it, it, it was really popular when Jackass was out and people were doing real stupid shit. Imagine if Jackass came out now and didn't come out in the past. There'd be dead people every day. <laughs> I mean, look at those two fucking wackos where um, she shot her boyfriend. Oh, yeah. And he held the book up. Yeah. Deserved to die. Like, I'm sorry. Like, you, if you're that fucking stupid, evolution just did you a favor. <laughs> And let you pass away. Like it, it, it's just so fucking stupid to me that people are what people will do for attention. It's pathetic. Yeah, you know, and it's it's one of the reasons why um, my kids will. Can we start a YouTube channel when you're 18? <laughs> exactly. You're not my problem when you're 18. And then I always talk to them about this kind of silly shit. And I, I heard about this condom, the condom challenge from my 12 year old daughter. She came, she, we were in the kitchen and she's like, did you hear what the, what kids are doing now? And I look at her and I'm like, what, what is she? she goes, 90? <laughs> I, this is how she talks. And she, I look at her and she's cleaning some dishes and she goes, it's disgusting. They're, they're snorting condoms and pulling them out their throat. And I, I go, oh yeah. And she goes, yeah, through the nasal cavity. So we're walking in the living room and I go, Hannah just told me that kids are snorting condoms now. And all of my children look at me and go, that's stupid. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, so this is what happens when you raise kids correctly. Oh, okay. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> Parent of the fucking year. 
And then it's so sad that you're parent of the year because your kid's not going to snort a condom. Right, exactly. Setting the bar a little low. If I caught one of my kids, I would beat the brakes off of my fucking child. If I walked in and they were videotaping themselves doing something like this, I literally would kick their ass. And I'd videotape it and upload it. <laughs> Let it be known. And by the way, you can catch Adam snorting a condom on our Patreon right. for the hen. But that's different. If it's on the, Patreon, <laughs> the hundred dollar, hundred dollar level, you know you. Oh. <laughs> Look, I've 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 been sick. I got a long fucking snot down my nasal cavity like that before, and that's uncomfortable. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I don't know how people do that. <laughs> and, the, and there's like a video on here too. And I'm oh, not gonna man. press play. If, and the girl does not look like she's having a good time. I want to see, you know, I want to see some kid, you know, pre- pre- preferably a boy, you know, with that sticky, like you got it stuck. It'll be just like, yo, dude, if you're supposed to get, it's supposed to go in your mouth, not in your nose. Yeah. Did, did, did he at least orgasm? That's what I really want to know. Right. Least- <laughs> I got questions and you got answers. <laughs> I got questions and you're going to answer. And then I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the picture of this chick pulling the condom out of her mouth and it's hanging out of her nose still. And I'm thinking, this is a, this chick is at a level of intellect where that's the only time a condom's ever going to be in her mouth. But that doesn't mean she ain't going to take a few dicks in that mouth. If you oh, understand, right. what, if you understand my mean or nose. You know. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's better than the ear, but I don't know. People are stupid. <laughs> These kind of people are stupid. Yeah. And the thing, but the thing is too. And this is the last thing I'll say on. The media blows it up way more than it. not every child is out there snorting fucking condoms because not all of them are this fucking stupid <laughs> and not all of them are this starved for attention. Right. The majority of teenagers are looking on. They're doing what? <laughs> like they, they don't even want anything to do with it. They're the ones so. like me. They're the ones waiting to see that one person do it. And then they're just yeah, going to. That'd be me in school. Like, oh, I'm not doing that. And then you'd hear someone. Do, yeah, you should. Yeah. You should do it right now. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> yeah. Knock yourself out. Oh, then you're what, choking? Yeah. Oh. Then when they do it, and then you'd be like, oh, you tried to take a dick in the nose. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey, wait, you snorted a condom. That's kind of gay. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm just saying. Condoms shouldn't be in your mouth, Get the bro. most homophobic dude to do it. Yeah. And then <laughs> tell him, that's kind of gay, bro. You put a prophylactic in your mouth. Yeah, you're going to. It sounds like, you know, you want to take a dick in your mouth. I oh. mean, I'm thinking you're having issues. That you need to rectify. Listen, who hurt you? Okay. Anyway. I'd hug you, but that condom in your in your mouth makes it kind of gay. It's going to be extra gay, and I ain't about that life. <laughs> so that's it for this week, guys. Please give us all the ratings in the world on iTunes or wherever you get the show. Six out of five. Give us six. That's right. 27 out of two. <laughs> You can find all of our old episodes on Stitcher, Apple Podcast app, and Google Play Music, as well as our website, thelazygeeks.com. We are on social media, of course. Of course. And we're fucking snorting condoms to get attention over here. Because <laughs> we're that attention star. That's right. Twitter and Instagram, both under the name Lazy Geeks, one word. Uh, don't forget to follow our Facebook and Google Plus pages. We want some feedback, so send it to the geeks at thelazygeeks.com. And you can find me on the internet on Twitter at a middle age geek, Instagram middle age underscore geek, and you can check out my other podcast. Just another podcast is weekly podcast, which Adam and I host. We'll be discuss life, pop culture, 
politics, conspiracy theories, and other nonsensical topics, as well as the Extended Play Movie Podcast, a podcast for true cinephiles. You can find both those shows uh, respectively on Apple Podcast app, Stitcher, and Google Play Music, or you can find them over at the blog, it's not just another blog.com. And you can find me on Twitter at SapienTLG, or you can email me, Adam at TheLazyGeeks.com. And be sure to tune in Friday for our latest adventures on the away team. Also, with the 300th episode approaching, we want to hear from you guys. Send comments, emails, or even leave us a voicemail, 818-495-5637, and we'll share it on that episode. So that is it for us this week. So until next time, peace out. Peace out.